0: you can make the day more enjoyable by how you present the material Amen. too if you are if you hate math and you it is, <laughs> a, drudger, it. <laughs> it is a drudgery for you they're going to read you pretty yes. well and they're not going to like it either because that's the message you're sending out when you so we aren't the smiling so your smile and your enthusiasm and your joy mm-hmm. i think is what's important Welcome to The Homeschool Journal, a show that unpacks the joys and journeys of the classical homeschool family. Here's your host, Carrie McGraw.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Carrie, and welcome back to The Homeschool Journal. Today, we're going to talk about critical skills K through 2, and we'll have with us my special friend, Michelle Tiefer Tiller. She's going to share with us all the things that we want to accomplish with our kiddos in K2. to Now, if you're past those years, stay with us because I know that you're a source of wisdom for those who are coming up behind you. And if those years are upon you, you're going to glean lots of great information and knowledge from Michelle today. Let's stay together and hop into our podcast. Michelle, I'm so happy to have you here with us today to talk about our K to two. We might we might hit a little bit on pre K, right? We probably should. We, we probably get a lot should. of phone
0: calls about this time of year for those pre Kers. Absolutely,
1: and 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 emails as well. But before we jump into our topic, I want to tell everybody a little bit about you. Not okay. that they don't already know you, <laughs> but let me just give them a little bit of information. Why Michelle is the perfect person to talk to us about K to two. She is our Director of Primary Education for Memorial Press. And and the classical latin school association mm-hmm. michelle's children attended our model school hls did they all attend i don't they remember did. They did. that's right they did. okay and uh, she also taught at our model school mm-hmm. a- at hls and um, she's written First Start Reading Book E, Numbers and Colors, and collaborated on quite a bit of other material. A lot of
0: others, yes. Right.
1: So Michelle is perfect for this. And you're also going to talk about this topic or something around this topic the building blocks of reading and spelling at Sedolitas.
0: I am so looking forward to that. I know, I am so so am I in person. Mm-hmm. So
1: excited. <laughs> to hoping, meet all
0: the faces.
1: That's right. Hoping many people get to join us, mm-hmm. whether virtual or in person. That's so, right. you know, we're trying to do both. Yeah. So anyway, you bring to us this these years of experience with both children and parents in our primary mm-hmm. years and as you just mentioned, you and I both take these phone calls, these emails that are like, you know, is my child ready? They're doing this, they're doing that, but mm-hmm. where do I place them? You know, and then in this this year, this last 2020-2021, mm-hmm. we've mm-hmm. had all these parents jump into homeschooling. Mm-hmm and not know where to put their kiddos mm-hmm. many of them jumping in, in these primary years and god bless them i'm so excited for those families it's been beautiful to work with them but the question always remains and always is posed where do we fit so let's start with those really young years like you said we really kind of have to start prior to kindergarten but i promise everybody we're going to we're going to cover kindergarten one and two mm-hmm. what are these critical skills in those years that we need to accomplish but before we can get there, what are some really important things that we should be doing in the home to prepare our children?
0: So to prepare your child for kindergarten, right. which is probably the hardest place to place your child, to know if they're ready. Yes. And like you mentioned, we get a lot of calls from someone saying, my two-year-old is ready to read, or my three-year-old's Three-year-old. reading already, mm-hmm. and I I smile, and I know that some of them um, really some of them may be ready, but more than likely, I want to say, just take a deep breath and let's let that child play. Right. And we talk about the skills that they can help to develop so that when they really are reading ready, they're ready to go. Sure. So the skills you're looking for and you don't need to get a pencil and paper here because we have them on our website Yay. at memorypress.com at the kindergarten page. When you click on the kindergarten curriculum, there should be a link there that says, is my child ready for kindergarten? Mm-hmm. And it will have those benchmarks. Basically they need to recognize a few letters mm-hmm. of the alphabet and know a few sounds that those letters make. They don't have to know all of them and they need to be able to write their name. So hold a pencil and write the letters in their name. Again, it doesn't have to be beautiful penmanship, mm-hmm but you should be able to read it. Um, They need to be able to rhyme. That's probably a biggie. Um, And you can cultivate this by playing rhyming games or uh, reading Dr. Seuss books, books that have that rhyme. Um, Play these games in the car. When Mm -hmm. you have them in the car and they can't go anywhere, let's play this game. (laughs) Um, And it's better than some of the music. (laughs) That's right. Anyway, and so play those rhyming games with them and... um, Uh, play games to help strengthen their fine motor, those little muscles in their hands for fine motor skills to prepare them for writing. So beading, Mm -hmm. Legos, clay, molding with clay or Play-Doh where there's, where they're really squeezing. Um, clothespins are a good one to remember. Um, so get them to help with the laundry that (laughs) way and use those clothespins. But, um, any of those things that would use those, those fingers and get them, you know, moving and doing, uh, Precision things with their fingers. Now, and like and
1: you know, for what some of the things that I did, puzzles, you know, puzzles a lot of board good. puzzles. Mm-hmm. And that might not necessarily be, you know, those fine motor skills, but you can find board puzzles on all these letters, numbers, you know, everything mm-hmm. just for that recognition. Your, your initial message, I think, was really important to draw out. And I think one of the things that I tell parents is don't launch too early. Right. 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 I mean, they may be ready to begin, you know, reading but they're not ready for writing. And so, you know, we see these things in our young kiddos. We do want them to be children. You said that, Mm -hmm. and I love that. You know, we Mm -hmm. do want them to still be children and play and
0: Mm -hmm. play because kindergarten will happen. It will. Right? They'll be in school soon enough and won't be uh, given the time that they are now to play. And so much learning is 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 play gleaned through play. Yes. Yes. And the other thing I would mention is that – The most important thing you can do is to read to them, read out loud to them every day as much as you want. And when they're little, they love to sit in your lap and listen to a book. As often as you do that, it's so critical for them, for Mm -hmm. their vocabulary development, Mm -hmm. for their just for their knowledge base of. Mm-hmm. of things. So so reading out loud to them is probably the most important thing you can do. And if your child truly is ready, if you look at those benchmarks or you're listening to what we're saying today and you're like, yes, my 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 four-year-old really is ready or my three-year-old truly has met those benchmarks and is ready, that's not unheard of. Mm-hmm. You can teach a three-year-old to read with without the writing. Right. We, it's not the recommended method and right. the method that we would say is is probably the best method but if a 3-year-old's really ready to read and they want to sit and listen to you and work with you, you can use classical phonics mm-hmm. by Memoria Press and just do oral reading practice with them.
1: And there's not a there's not a curriculum for this. There's for this really book. not. It's not it's so self-led, you mm-hmm. know, it's really just working through sounds it and is. rhymes, mm-hmm. you know, and rhyming and word like, families. Rhyming word families, mm-hmm. absolutely. So there's nothing that the parent needs on paper. Parent, trust yourself. Mm-hmm. You can hop in there and you can work on these sounds and and that will just really firm up a foundation moving into kindergarten when we do need to start. To write,
0: to write. That's right. correct. And so, you know, that use that classical phonics. Just self pace, work as little or as much as your child will allow. But let them kind of be the guide at that at that at
1: that young age, early, that really early early early, mm-hmm. early mm-hmm.
0: age. And mm-hmm. if you get started with that, and they start to put a, start to uh, not want to do it anymore, or start to put up walls, or just just take a break. take a break, right. Put it aside. Just, right. Let them play. Keep reading out loud to them. Sure. But put it aside. They're really just not ready at that point.
1: So let's so let's go into kindergarten. Okay. Let's talk about let's and when we when we talk about K one and two, we're going to talk about those skills that we're going to acquire in that year. Mm-hmm. What we want to accomplish by the end of that year. Mm-hmm. That's also for these parents that are going. You know, where does my child fit? And once you accomplish these skills in these levels then that's your benchmark you know for when to move into first or second or something like right. that if you're transitioning in and out of different curriculum you're coming mm-hmm. into homeschool for the first time something like that so kindergarten mm-hmm. Michelle what do we want to accomplish in kindergarten
0: so by the end of kindergarten your student should have mastered their short vowel sounds and be able to word be able to read those three letter cvc words with pretty with relative ease so um uh, they they can be transitioning between short vowels and long vowel sound with magic E. That's a good place for them at the end of kindergarten. But mastery of those CVC words is probably the most critical skill and the focus of the majority of our year. We spend 25 weeks on that mm-hmm. in the Memorial Press curriculum mm-hmm. because those sounds are so nuanced and so close to... Um, closely. I mean, they sound such so, so almost sure. the same. Um, so we want to be sure we have them mastered. Um, if your child's coming in to first grade, the, the beginning of first grade, I'm not skipping ahead on you. I'm just going to make a point. If they're coming into first grade, but they don't have those uh, CVC words and short vowels mastered, they're really going to struggle. Right. So, um, but we do have something we can help you with that. But for kindergarten, mastery of this, of the short vowels. Sure transitioning between those and long vowels with magic e and their writing should be that's the year we learn manuscript Mm -hmm. so it's the year we teach it we teach it as we introduce a letter we teach how to write the letter as well both uppercase and lowercase so this is our manuscript year right they're writing the letters that they see in the print so um mastery of manuscript um CVC words. What about ma- what about math? math. math. Right. Let's, Let's do some math. We don't yeah, only right. math out. They should be skip counting by twos, fives, and tens. Mm-hmm. They should be able to count to about a hundred. Um, just one string of numbers. Um, they can. They can probably go higher once you teach them. Mm-hmm. You know how to keep going, and then they'll go on and on and on. And as long as you'll listen, they'll count. Sure, absolutely. Um, but uh, to a hundred. Um, then also they should be able to tell time a little bit to the hour, probably on an analog clock, okay. digital clocks are easy to read, but an analog clock to about the hour or mm-hmm. half hour. Um, and they should know basic fractions, a half, a fourth, a third, that sure. kind of thing. Um, those, those kind of things are just easily taught and, and with a little review are, are quickly learned, but the main math, um, uh, Benchmark for kindergarten is they need to learn their addition and subtraction facts through about seven, seven okay. for addition, six for subtraction, but um, adding and subtracting with mastery through seven through
1: seven. Mm-hmm. So we've you've given us a lift, list mm-hmm. of critical skills. There are some things I think that happen in kindergarten that, you know, you might not be able to put on paper, but Mm -hmm. they're really important. And I want to say a couple things to parents about this is a time that is worthy of encouragement. Mm -hmm. You know, um, learning is worthy of your time as a parent for Mm -hmm. your child. Sometimes it's worthy of a little bit of argument. You know, to to not be, you know, that that doormat and because they're going to test you at this age. And um, so this is I would encourage parents to to see that there are goals at this age we're trying to get done. But you're still very
0: young. Mm -hmm. Right. They're still quite young. And, you know, if if the first year you homeschool is kindergarten, it's going to be your. It's going to be a hard year. Your it first is. year homeschooling is a hard year anyway <laughs> because you have to transition between that teacher hat and that mommy hat. Mm-hmm. Um, your teachers, your, your teachers, your students are going to try. Your student children are going to try to negotiate with you. Right, mom, do I have to do all of these? <laughs> and you just look at those dimples, those sweet faces, and you have to say yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so you have to teach them. You're, you're teaching them. Like you said, beyond the skills, you're teaching them that when you are doing your schoolwork, that you're the teacher. And it's just like if your boss, I'm not going to go to my boss and say, do I really have Have to to do do this? this? (laughs) It's your job. You're doing your job. And so when you do your job, you do it. All. because they're to... learning
1: how to be a student they are and 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 we also have to to train them in that So all this stuff is happening in that kindergarten year and I don't want parents to feel the pressure of that. I want them to see mm-hmm. also the joy of that because once they form not just the critical skills mm-hmm. but all the skills that they're setting up to grow a student in their home, you know their path is going to be easier year after year, step by step. So it's an important year. It's an important year.
0: So- it is. And if you set that standard, though, early, mm-hmm. then you are you will be good. It will make all of your subsequent years easier. And so um, training them to sit at a desk to yes. do their writing. You know, yes, they'll want to lay on the floor or, you know, with a pillow and you're at home have them sit in a seat when they're doing writing. It's going to make your life easier because, you know, when they get into – well, it brings second a grade or third grade, they're they're not going to do their best writing laying on their stomach. So mm-hmm. it brings a seriousness and a respect. It does. This is the
1: activity that deserves our respect and our time and our very best effort. Mm-hmm. When we're reading together, let's go sit on the couch. Yes, let's throw a bunch of pillows on the, on the floor. floor. If mom's reading out loud <laughs> to
0: you. Get yes. comfortable. But when you're writing, when you're sitting to do your written work, your your work, mm-hmm. you need to be sitting at a at a desk. You need to have your feet on the floor. Mm-hmm. You need to be have, have good posture. You need to have a good pencil, pencil grip. grip, moms. <laughs> That's right. Check those pencil, pencil grip. grips. Well, you know,
1: we I just did um, a little bit ago a, a podcast with Iris Hatfield of New oh, American yes. Cursive,
0: and she will want a good she pencil will grip. Want a good pencil <laughs> grip,
1: and, but and it's so important. That's another foundational skill, another critical skill that we need to lay early so that we can move forward uh, proficiently. So let's move forward. Okay. Let's go into first grade. So what do we want to get done by the end of first grade? What are we accomplishing?
0: By the end of first grade, we will have gotten through all of our, the introduction of all of our basic phonics that students need before they take off in reading. And not only do we get through them, but then they take off in reading and we keep progressing. So Mm -hmm. by the end of first grade, students should be reading um, be ready to, to transition into chapter books. Okay. So really, that's quite a big gap. It we is. we have a lot to learn in first grade. And to be honest, the beginning of first grade should be pretty phonetically heavy um, because you're starting your spelling, mm-hmm. you're uh, beginning to read in real literature. So there's that transition from phonetic-only readers mm-hmm. to reading with real, real literature. Um, now, you will have some students that at the beginning of first grade, Maybe aren't ready to leave those phonetic readers completely behind yet. Mm-hmm. Um, for for whatever reason, they need um, that phonetic practice to sure. to continue. Um, so we there are some phonetic readers that can continue into first grade, um, but um, not all students will need them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do we memory press carry some for those that do need them so let's talk about that
1: for a second you know um we're not going to jump into math we're going to stay right here on our phonics and and maybe that struggling reader so you you've really gotten maybe two-thirds through the way of first grade Mm -hmm. you're trying to transition those chapter books but you're just still seeing a bit of a struggle Mm -hmm. what are some resources that we have or that you would recommend Mm -hmm. i think you brought some i brought some they're laying right there let's talk about Mm -hmm. them for Mm -hmm. the parent that that doesn't see things clicking as fast with one child maybe than the Mm -hmm. other child or it's their first child And, you know, things are just not moving as quickly as they think maybe they should. What would you Mm -hmm. recommend with these resources?
0: Well, first of all, with the Wiley Blevins books, I love these for both the primary years and then for the older school years. But for the primary years, this book has a lot of little games and activities that cost no money. They're just little Mm -hmm. things you can do with your child to backfill some phonemic awareness skills that they may not have. Sure,
1: sure. Received. And this is the phonics from A to Z from by from Wiley to Z. Blevins. And okay. it's got,
0: in the back of it, it's got a long list of words that are categorized by their phonograms, kind of like classical phonics, only they're, they're I think they have more extensive Words, Words. okay. Mm, They have a more extensive word list. And then the phonetic readers you see there, three of those were used in the kindergarten program. And then there's three that we don't really schedule in Memorial Press in our materials, but they're fantastic. And this is the
1: American Language Series. It sure is. And
0: Fun in the Sun, Scamp and Tramp, Soft and White. Fun in the Sun could be great. And Scamp and Tramp, for anyone who hasn't quite mastered those short vowel sounds mm-hmm. and they need practice, whether they're in first grade or second grade, you can always go back to these.
1: Just go back. Right. And Just do it again. Practice. Just practice.
0: Don't, you, don't, you don't need them scheduled for you. You don't have to do anything else with them. Just sure. read them and ask your student what they, you know, ask them some questions about what they read. Okay. Um, it's pretty simple. But give them that practice reading orally, um, those short vowel sounds. And then Soft and White would be the transition to Magic Eat. Good. So okay. I would recommend those for anyone who's coming in but isn't quite sure they got all the skills from kindergarten to be ready for first grade. Okay, so use those over the summer or just layer them kind of on top of what you're doing. Sure. If but you've the, gone ahead but and the started, the focus is
1: just reinforce. Be patient yes. as
0: well. Yes. Be patient.
1: It is going yes. to click. It is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we covered the phonics and the reading and what we want to have mm-hmm. done. Let's go to math. Let's go to doing? writing.
0: Oh, okay. We sure, forgot the jumped. writing because well, we do reading it, and writing. <laughs> um, the cursive, we're going to transition to cursive in first mm-hmm. grade. So first grade's a great time to introduce that foreign language of cursive. We learned the foreign language of reading sure. in kindergarten. So how about the foreign language of cursive in first grade um, to prepare them for the years to come? And you said you had Iris on, and I'm sure she did a fabulous job <laughs> of giving you all the reasons why you should should do cursive. But mm-hmm. so So a first grader, our our program has first grade cursive. Mm -hmm. Um, Through Numeric and Cursive, Through Numeric and Cursive.
1: Because it's, I mean, it is. Level one. Level one teaches you how to
0: form the letters. So use that level. If you have a second grader or a third grader coming in, they don't know cursive. This is great for some some summer work.
1: Still a good spot to start, you know. Um, Right. And so integral in the brain development. That's one of, you know, the biggest things that we talked about with Iris is that brain development and, and cursive. So and so we've got the the phonics, we've got the writing mm-hmm. that we're going to start, and we're continuing those five motor skills. We're still finding that, you know, the the, the children are really getting better mm-hmm. and stronger. And you're okay. watching those pencil and grips. And you're watching the pencil grip. Mm-hmm. That's right. You want to go to numbers?
0: Sure. We can <laughs> do numbers now. Let's go to math. So by the end of first grade, the students will be uh, masters of addition and subtraction through 10. And so, through K and first, we've used word or not word families, number families to teach the addition and subtraction. Um, by the end of first grade, they'll master through ten. Like I said, they'll they'll continue with the skip counting by twos, fives, and tens. They um, will skip be able to skip count long farther, okay. and uh, they'll be able to count farther. So, whereas we really only expected about to about one hundred with the kindergartners with first graders. You know, up through the hundreds, they can pretty much keep counting and counting. Okay. Um, The probably till through the end of the hundreds, we wouldn't expect a thousands place yet. That would be second grade, but.
1: So I would want to tell parents, too, a a quick little message on our arithmetic is that at this stage, kids don't need to know why. They just need to know the facts, just the facts,
0: right? Uh, They do. I I get phone calls all the time and and they'll say, you know, my, my child, he can. They can add you know two plus three but he can't he doesn't understand why and I'll say don't worry, don't about, worry it. about it as long as he knows two plus three is five mm-hmm. we're good mm-hmm. and I have to tell you every year I will I get calls like this and um, when uh, Cheryl Lowe was was still with us I would go to her desk sometimes and I'd say remind me why they don't have to <laughs> to understand why don't
1: why, they don't
0: know why? Yeah. um but because even I would 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 forget and uh, think, you know, what maybe they need to know why. And she'd say no. And she taught chemistry in the high school level. Mm -hmm. And she said, they don't need to know why. Mm -mm. They're master memory, they're masters at memory work in these these early grades. So let's let them memorize and the why will come later. That's right. The why will come later. And you know, she was so right. Every year, every year. I know.
1: I know. So drill, really. I mean, it's, you're starting to see at this level the, the beginning of drill, mm-hmm. whether it's flashcards. I love flashcards. Mm-hmm. Huge flashcard fan for everything. So much you can do everything. with flashcards. So many ways. Um, and and the number of flashcards are some of the earliest to come, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and to work with. And then, you know, at some point in time, we're going to transition into speed drills. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we have started to introduce those a little earlier than what we had previously, right? We have.
0: Memorial Press recommends now that we begin speed drills in kindergarten. But I have to tell you, it's, it's not just... It's not about it's, the speed. It's not, real, it's not about just getting the At answers to the addition and subtraction on the page. We're teaching them how to take a speed drill right. because young students can get very anxious if they're not able to do something right. They mm-hmm. want to be able to do things right and get the right answers. Mm-hmm. And in fact, some will will have tear. You'll have tears if they can't perfectly get everything perfect.
1: Sure.
0: And... um. That's not what the the, the math drills are about. At kindergarten, we're just teaching them how to take a drill, how sure. to uh, finish something in a in a time in a, in a finite right, a finite amount right. of material in a timed uh, situation. Absolutely, situation. not not make them be nervous.
1: They're just again, we're setting up that uh-huh. foundational understanding and skill. For later, so and how
0: to read a timer and encode their 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 score. So go. the first of you know the first several speed drills, the students don't even know how to form their numbers correctly. So we're not asking them to do to add and mm-hmm. subtract, but we might say um, write the before number to the number I say. Sure, and so sure. they write a number. So we're te- we are we are teaching things, sure. even though it's not a true speed drill. Right at the beginning of kindergarten. Now by the end of kindergarten they are true speed drills. They well, are. that's
1: what's been amazing is by introducing it to them then and training mm-hmm. them on how to do what, we found that they've really picked up on it faster than what we had, you know, faster previously in, years, in previous years thought, you mm-hmm. know, what happens. So when they get to first grade, you know, then those speed drills become part of that regular mm-hmm. um, curriculum, you know.
0: And you know what, it, what those drills do is they help the student to realize how important those flashcards are. Because before, when we would say, practice your flashcards. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. <laughs> um, they, they'd tell you, oh, we didn't. Mom said I didn't it's have to. It's not just that. Maybe parents did. Maybe parents uh, didn't, right?
1: <laughs> flashcards, folks, flashcards. Yeah. Cards.
0: <laughs> anyway, so we never we had didn't have a real way to gauge it because we never did speed drills in kindergarten. But by first grade, when we did start speed drills, the students, you know, it took them a little bit to get going and to get the speed drills in the hang of the speed drills and get them correct um, because they weren't doing their flashcards. But when you couple flashcards with speed drills, mm-hmm. you kind of have the magic solution. You, um, you see they, they reinforce one another.
1: Right. All right. So let's jump into second grade. Okay. okay. We're finishing out our, our primary critical skills. Okay. What do we want to accomplish by the end of second grade?
0: By the end of second grade, we can start with phonics and reading again. Mm-hmm. They should be reading chapter books. By the end of the year, so we do a a very mild transition. You might, you don't want to jump right into a chapter, a big chapter book at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the year. Um, Find ones that are I can read it level books that have you know maybe a whole page of text, even though it's very wide, you know, wide spaced, large font, um, with some pictures, and then gradually uh, transition to a book with more words. Fewer pictures until you're finally in, into a chapter, chapter book. book. Not that chapter books don't have any pictures. Some of them have a picture sure, here and there. Sure. We we there's still children. Give to us some see examples pictures. of some of the
1: chapter books you want to have at the end. So of the year.
0: at the end of the year, Little House in the Big Woods. Mm-hmm. Anything by Laura Ingalls Wilder. Right. Actually, um, Boxcar Children is a good yes. um, Magic Tree House would be good books for that uh, that time period. Um, I'm thinking Courage of Sarah Noble would be somewhere in the middle. Um, those are great examples, mm-hmm. and those are
1: all ones that, you know, particularly Little House that encourages Sarah Noble that we use, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so after, once we've gone through, you know, our, we, we've talked about reading, mm-hmm. okay, and where we want them to go, mm-hmm. and everything is going to move in that direction because mm-hmm. you've laid these beautiful foundations in phonics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What about, and in writing as well, you know, we are moving faster in our cursive. Right. We are.
0: In fact, second grade, you should be able to begin second grade completely in cursive, except you might want to hold off on spelling for a little bit. Okay, But they will have known learned all their letters in first grade. And by the end of first grade, the copy books that Memorial Press sells transition from manuscript to cursive at the end of first grade so that by second mm-hmm. grade, they're ready to, you know, begin with cursive from the beginning, right. you know, start because with cursive. Because we want
1: them, to, because the, looking down the road, it's hopping into third grade that you want really proficient cursive speed yes. and accuracy in writing because that's when, in any curriculum, third grade really jumps up. And there's quite, a bit, there's quite a bit more writing. When you right. think
0: about second grade, really, they're only writing comprehension questions for their literature. Mm-hmm. We're not doing a lot of writing for science or history right. or anything like that. Any other writing they're doing is basically copying. Okay. Um, so... They don't do quite a bit, but in third grade, all of a sudden, your Christian studies, yes, your
1: everything. science, your, sure. almost
0: everything has write, a writing component to it. Absolutely, that, and, and it should,
1: and it should, it and, should. and that's, that's where it should go. So
0: so we want their hands to be ready and their brains to be ready to write as much as they need to without that hand mm-hmm. fatigue. So. so what about math? Math, Math by the end of second second grade. grade. Yes, they do not need to be solving all of the math problems of the world. They don't need to be doing algebra or geometry. They need to have um, addition and subtraction mastered Mm -hmm. through about the 18 family. Mm -hmm. So that's the main goal, actually, of K-12. If all they can do in math is have their... Addition and subtraction facts mastered, mm-hmm. then you've done a With good speed job. Speed and
1: accuracy. Yes.
0: And then we are introducing multiplication, but we're not using that word. They don't they don't they know, don't it's know mul- it. They don't they, know. All it. they know is they're skip counting. That is, that's
1: right. But now they're skip counting, you know, threes, sixes, fours, right. five,
0: six, seven. Yes. Skip counting. And we do, the curriculums won't necessarily say skip count by sevens, but if you're skip counted by twos, threes, fours, mm-hmm. they've already done fives. Right. Why not skip count by sixes? Sure. So add that skip counting in. And then in third grade, when you actually use the term multiplication, multiplication. <laughs> the students will be pleasantly surprised that they are already, they already able to know. multiply.
1: That's right. And memorize. Yes. Yes. And recite and drill and all of that. All of it. That's right. So I there's a a, a final message I kind of want to send to parents about these years. And, mm. and it's going to sound a little bit off, maybe mm. a little different. But I want to share with parents that I want to ask them not to equate uh, the joy of learning with fun. And I know that <laughs> sounds awful because everyone wants learning to be fun, mm-hmm. right?
0: Well, we talked about play so much, and we we did, and that's really important mm-hmm.
1: as a kindergartner, as a four-year-old, as a three-year-old. You know, that's that's pivotal. But as you grow, you know, learning can happen and and produce joy. It doesn't necessarily have to be fun. Um, Because quite frankly, it's a job. It's hard. It's, it's a task Mm -hmm. that must be done. And something I always uh, told my kids and still tell my kids, you know, even though ours Mm -hmm. are now older, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is, you know, right now you have a job to do. And that is to be the student. And you're going to do that job to the best of your ability. And the amazing thing about learning beautiful learning, when you focus mm-hmm. on these critical skills, is that they are ready to soak it all in. Mm-hmm. And they're ready to spit it right back out mm-hmm. so that you can see and they can see these wonderful accomplishments in speed drills, in reading, in tackling a new book, in going to chapter books. You know, that is the joy of learning that I think happens. So, so don't equate Joy of learning with fun is they're they're not the same. They're thing. different
0: things, but you can make the day more enjoyable by how you present the material Amen. too. If you are if you hate math and you it is <laughs> a drudgery it. <laughs> it is a drudgery for you, they're going to read you pretty yes. well and they're going to know. Oh, uh, and they're not going to like it either because. Because that's the message you're sending out when you so we aren't smiling. So, so you know, look what we get to do today. We get to do these speed drills today, mm-hmm. and your smile, and your enthusiasm, and your joy, mm-hmm. I think, is what's important. It, it
1: absolutely is. Whether it is. Sweeping the floor doing mm-hmm. the laundry, doing math facts, approaching mm-hmm. school, starting the day, you know, or starting back up after a break. Mm-hmm. That's just as, as important. And they will read everything, you know, on uh, teacher mom's face, right? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so. They will. And well will they'll, you know, you'll have your days, mm-hmm. but, you know, for the most part, you know, if you can put on that smile and, uh, Really connect with your student with, you know, just the joy somewhere. Find that joy somewhere Mm -hmm. to present the materials you're going to have. You're going to have a very successful. And celebrate,
1: celebrate accomplishments. Accomplishments can be, you know, a beautifully done speed drill or a a set of flashcards Um, that, you know, we got all the answers right. I mean, just celebrate all day long because these are all every day is full of accomplishments.
0: And and encourage, it will encourage your child to see their work on the refrigerator with a big smile face on it or let them overhear you call your parents or your husband and say, look what they did today. And especially if it's something hard for the student or that they don't really like to do, to hear For them to overhear you bragging about them and their work is is invaluable to their self-esteem. That's right.
1: It fills up that little bucket in their hearts. Absolutely. Michelle, thank you so much for for coming here today with us and really just kind of going over the critical skills, helping Mm -hmm. parents understand where we want everyone, where we want to hope to fit, you Mm -hmm. know, and and know that sometimes there are moments when we don't fit Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Go back, review, shore up. Make sure that we're laying the foundation and find the joy and the celebrations in every day. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Thank
0: you for having me, Kim. All right.
1: We'll see you soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Homeschool Journal. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you like our episodes, consider leaving us a positive review and sharing it with a friend. Help us to find more friends to join our homeschool family. I want to give a huge thank you to the Memoria Press Podcast Network for hosting our show and ask that you check out all of our great podcasts there. As always, I'm Carrie McGraw. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to the Memoria Press Podcast Network, providing a classical Christian perspective on the world of education. To learn more about Memoria Press, visit memoriapress.com. To connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.